And we just started making candles once a week as a way of allowing them to earn income. But the fun part about this story was the Lord just began to, as I saw them working with their hands, as I saw them laughing, as I saw them uh, dreaming again, the Lord began to put a burden on my heart that there was more to this than just an extracurricular activity or just a little way for them to make income. And so that's when the full social enterprise began to form. Human trafficking is an epidemic in the United States. Since 2007, over 50,000 trafficking cases have been reported through the National Human Trafficking Hotline. Nearly 25 million women and children around the world are victims of human trafficking. Here in Memphis, Renew All Candle Collection provides trafficking survivors with much-needed employment as artisan candle makers, and your purchase changes their lives. Hi, and welcome to today's Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Happy to welcome to the program today, Lee Pittman-Howard from Renew All Candle Collection. Lee, it's so good to see you. How are you doing? Oh, Byron, it's so good to be here. I'm I'm doing well. You get the award today for the most patient lady I know. <laughs> you came in, and I, I was in a disarray because, you know, I've been out of town on vacation. I went to Branson to do some live radio shows, and all of my gear was packed away. So I had to unpack it so we could do yeah. this interview. And you've been so gracious to wait on me. Well, you know, actually, I took the time to check some emails, and so it worked out perfectly. And you had your chicken minis this morning. I did, I did, and that <laughs> I was ready to go after that. They, so They make <laughs> all the difference, right? This is a, a great story. I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, first of all, I want to make a connection. We have a, a mutual friend, your mother-in-law. You're married to Preston yes. Howard, and, and the whole Howard family I love uh Gene Howard, the legacy of Gene and Betty Howard Mm. is incredible. Uh, That man influenced my life as a young Christian back so many years ago, back in the late 1970s. It goes that far (laughs) back. And then Mr. Gene was a big, faithful friend and supporter by radio. Of course, he had the Haven Furniture business. The whole Howard family is just uh, serving Christ, and God's used in some great ways. The legacy of the upright shall be blessed. Mm. And, and I just was thinking about the, the faithfulness of service that uh, Gene and Betty Howard have had laid. Mm. And you see the fruits, yeah. not only in, in their children and their grandchildren, but even in their grandchildren's wives. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, we call them Papa Howard and Grandma Betty, but um, they are very special. And I'm very blessed to have married in such a family that... Um, loves the Lord and has sought after the Lord. And just like you said, that legacy, I'm very, very blessed. Of course, your mother-in-law has got an incredible story herself. Absolutely. At home. Yes, Amy Howard at home yes. and a maker studio. And then Gene Jr., of course, my uh, my father-in-law. It's just, it's so fun to see the family working together. They're like the dynamic duel. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, they are. And Amy's got this, this energy plant, you know, and how she runs. And Gene just keeps that steady pace going, you know. They balance each other out perfectly they they really do lee when we talk about this issue of human trafficking Mm -hmm. when did you first become aware that it was an epidemic so in 2017 i was introduced to human trafficking through a way out ministries i honestly was not familiar with human trafficking i have a degree in psychology but i was very unaware of what human trafficking looked like until i met a way out ministries and what did you discover what it was really all about 
I realized that I could have been trafficked myself. No one is immune to this. And I think that the thought process is, is that, oh, you have to be living in poverty or, oh, you have to be drug addicted or, oh, you have to be this certain type of person. But in actuality, um, we're all vulnerable to this because we're broken people. And that's the very key thing that pimps and predators exploit is yes. the brokenness of people. Yes. I shared with you a moment ago the demise of my cousin's daughter mm. uh, who fell victim into sex trafficking, who was a straight-A student at the University of Memphis and was courted by a guy that paid interest to her. She mm-hmm. thought was a great guy, but it led down to this road that eventually led to her death. Mm. So the pain of that, and that's why I want to do shows like that. I want this issue to be brought before our bot radio network listeners. I think it's an imperative. Absolutely. Because this is where the most broken and hurtful things in life are. That's where the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ should show up. Absolutely. Amen to that. And that's where the Lord had given me this burden as I was introduced to this, as I was seeing, honestly, I had gone through just a season of brokenness, and the Lord brought me to a way out, and I was on staff, but really He used that ministry to minister to me and to begin to heal my brokenness through that. But the church plays such a huge role, but so often the church misses it, and not because they don't want to. Is I really don't think that a lot of people are educated in how to work with women or children coming out of such brokenness because the trauma is so severe, yes. and, it, and the topic human trafficking can be scary. Yes. I don't even know where would I even begin. And the enemy likes to use fear to keep us bound, just like he keeps the women bound because of fear. I think he also keeps the church bound in fear. Yeah, well, don't you think we have created sometimes a church atmosphere? Not being a hospital for sinners, Mm. but a place that Oh, I'm doing fine. Everybody's okay, but we're not okay. Ultimately, we're all broken in different ways, Mm -hmm. but we try to blanket that sometimes. Absolutely, and honestly, that's a big part of my story because I used to be work on church staff as a children's minister, and while I was not trafficked, I actually fell prey to an abusive relationship while on staff as a children's minister. I had moved out here, and I was single, and I was alone. I'm 11 hours from my hometown, and a lot of brokenness was happening inside of me. I was coming and showing up to church with a smile on my face, doing my job, but in actuality, I was living in isolation, and I had gotten connected with the wrong guy who said he loved Jesus, but he didn't. I was stuck in an abusive relationship, and I knew I was in a sin cycle, and I was that fear of how do I get out of this? I know I'm not living the way that I'm supposed to be living. I'm afraid, and I didn't know how to go to the church. And, you know, that's a big part of having to break that stigma of being able to say, I am broken. Pride, the enemy likes to yes. use our pride. Yes. And I don't know, I may be skipping topics here. but No, you're just, not. No, I think it relates totally to where we're heading today because there are those places we find ourselves that are unsafe. It all unfolds in a different way for Mm -hmm. us. Thankfully, yours didn't unfold down the path that it could have. Right. Where did the idea of starting candle-making business get its start to support women in human trafficking? Yeah, you know, it's such a fun story because of all the connected, the interconnectedness. So I was on staff at A Way Out, and I was a counselor, an events coordinator, and just working with the women as I also was getting, I'm currently in the process of getting my license in clinical mental health with a focus in trauma therapy. And so I was learning new techniques, but also I had a burden 
for these ladies to have the ability to have creative outlets. And it just so happened that my mother-in-law, at the time that I had this burden, she had launched a maker studio, which is on Broad Avenue, and she was designing and developing crafting projects. She offered up her studio for the women to begin doing arts and crafts in her studio. And so it was a great partnership because of the women had a way out. I would bring them weekly to her studio. So here was the fun part about this, and this is why the Lord, I know, how just seeing him work. Amy was obedient and saying, yes, bring them to the studio. And then through conversations with the women as they were doing arts and crafts, one of them shared, I wish I had the ability to make some income while I was in the recovery program. She said, you know, I'm so grateful for a way out and for all that they're providing, but I just wish that I could make a little bit of income. And can we stop there a second? Because yeah. not in all circumstances, but in many cases, women are used to receiving pretty good amount of money in sex trafficking. Absolutely. And so when that resource is cut and they've got children to support too in a family, it can be very difficult. Right. This lifestyle and what a lot of people don't understand is actually the fast money is addicting. When the women come out of the the life and they come into a recovery program, it's actually very hard to even keep them there because of that temptation of and the the feeling of, I need money, I need money. And so being able to earn some money was key in helping them stay in the program is what we found. Yeah. By starting just through arts and crafts and then through a conversation of one of the ladies saying, <laughs> I wish I had a way of earning some money. Amy actually hired a candle maker, and I came on. Um, I was still working for a way out, and we just started making candles once a week as a way of allowing them to earn income. But The fun part about this story was the Lord just began to, as I saw them working with their hands, as I saw them laughing, as I saw them uh, dreaming again, the Lord began to put a burden on my heart that there was more to this than just an extracurricular activity or just a little way for them to make income. And so that's when the full social enterprise began to form. Lee, I love what you just said. You discovered they were dreaming again. Mm. We think when we're living the lifestyle, we think we're doing what we want to do, that we're content or we're making our own decisions, but we really can be, like you said, enslaved, mm-hmm. entrapped in our sin, controlled by other people. We don't have any dreams anymore. Oh, absolutely. And specifically for these women that we're working with, part of the tactic of keeping them in place, keeping them on the streets, is to make them think they can't do anything more. And so they're constantly on a day-to-day being berated, being just torn down. Their spirits are just ripped apart because that's a tactic that the pimps like to use. And so they don't believe that they can do anything more. And so what was neat is to see as they were pouring these candles, as they were laughing, as people were purchasing these candles, with their names on it, they were beginning to not only hear about life can be different, they were beginning to experience it. And that was what's so key to me is seeing them not just talk, you know, go through talk therapy and just think about it. They were physically walking this out and that was allowing them to dream, but then yes. also see it come true. Yes. And that was what's so special to me. You said their names were on the candles? Yes. And I love this. This is such a, a, a really neat story. So part of the way that our candles come packaged is that each one comes with a card signed by the woman who made it. And the idea behind that was so that whoever buys the candle could pray for that woman. But the fun part for me was as I was getting new women in, um, I get to explain the whole work process. And that was part of it where I would give them their cards. And one day I had a new lady come in and I shared, you know, you'll get to sign your name and people will get to pray for you. And she just stopped and she looked at me and she just started crying. And I just like, 
a part of me was like, oh, goodness, what did I say? And she looked at me and she said, you know, you mean someone wants to buy something with my name on it, something this beautiful, and it has my name on it? And right then, like, that changed the way that I began to look at things because for her, she couldn't believe because she had been told that she was so awful that no one would want her. She was so unlovable. And so to think that her name would be on something and not taint it and someone would still want it, that, I mean, it just really just changed the way that I began to see things um, even more so because I thought I knew a lot, but that was just, you know, a special moment. Lee, what a special moment. And I'm sure you've had multiple special moments with these ladies. So much of ministry is we think we're going to help somebody else out, but in the process, God blesses us through these relationships in incredible ways. Oh, absolutely. And Renew All, it's not even, and I think this is the fun part of the story, is as it started out under my mother-in-law, and I was telling you the Lord put a burden on my heart to go to her and say, I really feel that he's telling me and leading me to take this out yes. and, and start it as his own thing. The thing about it, as far as seeing the God stories and the special moments, God allowed he gave me that burden and to be honest I ran from that call for five months and I just stuffed it down but then the Lord put that burden on my mother-in-law's heart and she came to me without me ever saying a thing to her about this and so you never talked to her about it oh no so you had the burden and five months went by yeah so I got this burden as we as I began to work with the women and see this the Lord began to burden my heart over it Um, but I was newly married I was in grad school full-time where were the funds and the finances (laughs) come to run a business and where's the business acumen coming from all these things that I began to think about and to be honest this isn't what I wanted for my life I honestly wanted to get my doctorate in research so I said no to God but as you know how the Lord works (laughs) he really began to pursue my heart and in May of 2019 I was doing my quiet time on a Monday morning and I read the verse Philippians chapter 2 verses 3 and 4 that says do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit but rather in humility look unto others interests and not just yourself and the Lord used that that verse to really convict my heart and I'm just so grateful that I do like to journal and so I ended up writing in my journal that morning and I said okay God I'm going to submit my marriage my finances my dreams of finishing school and getting my license and if you're really calling me to take ownership over this I need you to soften Amy and Jean's heart to hear me when I tell them this and give me the words to tell them and Byron not even five hours later, and I had not said a word because at this point, um, you know, my mother-in-law has, uh, she's an incredible businesswoman, and a maker studio is a national company. Yes. And so this was a little more than just a mom and pop, just me coming and no. saying, hey, I'm going to take the, you know, yeah. this is a little more. But five hours later, she sent me a text and said, hey, Jean and I have been talking, and we feel like you're supposed to take the candles and turn it into its own thing. And I I was just like, oh, my goodness. And so, you know, going back to special moments, that was just the start of it. But then it's been a snowball effect of special moments because this isn't about me. I Like I said, where was the business acumen coming from? Where were the finances? Where were all those things coming from? And it's all because of special moments and special God stories that this was created. And it all begins when we put our yes on the table. Yes. You were running for five months or didn't want to really (laughs) approach it. But when you got alone with God, and I think that's such key, because he really spoke to your heart and and comforted you through those verses in Philippians, Mm -hmm. you put your yes on the table. Look what he's doing. And this is so beautiful. Today, we're visiting with Lee Pittman Howard with Renew All Candle Collection, an incredible story here. 
We'll continue the conversation with Lee. You strategically partner, Lee, with local nonprofit recovery programs to find women that you serve. Now, in what part of their recovery process do you engage the women? It's kind of been evolving, I guess you could say, as the, and I hate to be cliche and say as the Lord wills, but there is sure. truth to that. Um, so initially, when A Way Out was basically my sole partner, it was after their two-month blackout period, they were eligible to come into the program. So that's still a part that after the ladies go into their program, they can go through a two, two-month blackout period. But then also it's been just through referrals as well. And so... It's been an interesting season of, okay, God, it's kind of shifting some of the, the plans that I had in place. I had a key strategy, and the Lord blew it up, to be honest, <laughs> um, because while I had a plan and a vision in place, like after I said yes, and it's funny, we were talking about putting our yes on the table. Well, I did put my yes on the table, but there have been times where I've taken my yes back, <laughs> yes. and it has been a process, and I'll just be really transparent on that end, but... Yes. Through that, God has been really gracious to me. And one of the things is I got a lady, and she's currently with me, and I'm not going to share anything that she wouldn't allow me to share, but she's given me the freedom to share some of her story. But I got her when she was still actively using, actively running the life. And um, whereas, so I began working with her on a different day of the week than I had the women from a way out because I would never put someone who is still actively in the life using with someone who's been pulled out of the life. Can, can we stop there a second? I love what you're saying here, Lee, because sometimes we have a tendency as we look at people who are messed up to say, well, when you get to a certain level, maybe I can invest in you or we see there's potential that I see you're going to really make a change. But Jesus didn't do that mm-hmm. with us, did he? Amen. No, he didn't. And to be honest, when I started working with the lady, the Lord is the one who gave me a burden for her because really what we're taught in um, in school is you don't chase after people who've gone back to the life. Like you wait till they're ready to change. But God really gave me a burden for Rachel. And, and so I started working with Rachel on a different day than I did the women away out. Ended up, Rachel ended up getting pregnant during that time period. And the Lord actually opened up renewal to begin uh, not only ministering to her, but I ended up becoming a social worker and ended up allowing us to walk through this process with her, partnering with Life Choices and allowing Rachel to hear the heartbeat of, of the baby. And initially she had thought she wasn't going to keep the baby. And so that's why it's uh, whenever you ask that yes. question, honestly, it's been as the Lord wills. But I love that because and there's nothing wrong with setting up a, a business model and, and, a, and a standard and a plan what you would like to see happen. But oftentimes ministry needs to be fluid, mm. you know, because we are moving under the direction of the Holy Spirit who has a plan, who sees well beyond <laughs> Amen. You know what, what we know sometimes and, and what's written down on paper. Exactly. And you use the word fluid. I use flexibility. And, yes. and the Lord is having to teach me how to be flexible because I'm a planner. Yeah. And I like so to, it's not your personality. No, I like to plan. <laughs> I like to know what I'm preparing for. And Rachel, she got to come on board with us. And the Lord just kind of shifted even the model of what I had envisioned for Renew All. Because now we have a baby on board. Yeah. And that wasn't what initially I had I had planned. I'm going to partner strictly with A Way Out. That's easy. Tuesday, Thursdays, I know the women are coming. But then COVID happened. And oh. A Way Out chose to press pause on their residential program for good reason. So that they could uh, revamp and re-prepare and they're actively working on relaunching and they've got great vision but that was where initially most of the source of the women were coming from my partnership with them but but i had rachel and she got pregnant and so 
for a good majority of this year, we spent a good bit of time focusing in on making sure that um, the sweet baby got here safely and yes. arrived and the candles were pouring back and giving Rachel that opportunity in that community. And then, um, but I went through this season of, Lord, what are you doing? <laughs> because it wasn't what I had planned. And so it's been really neat to see where he has us going now. But I'm, I will be honest, it was a hard season of, <laughs> of, uh, of change right there. So. Oh. Well, how do you decide on the brand, the scents, the candle wax ingredients in your marketing? It's so funny that you ask that because I like to be able to highlight the talented team that I work with. My graphic designer that I work with, her name is Meredith Smith with Meredith Smith Creative. And she's so gracious because she helps me. We brainstorm together and uh, to be able to create the packaging, to be able to create the design and the branding. Um, that's all been a, col- a, a collaborative effort. It's not just me. It's I have a really incredible designer that I work with. Um, and, what, and what I love, it's such a natural, simple design. Mm. You know, is that okay to say that? Yeah, it's minimalistic if you want to. Yeah, I love it. Clean and elegant. Um, and then also, too, we've talked about Amy. Um, I'm very blessed um, that I have a, a mother in law who also uh, is a very talented designer. Yes. And this is not just about me. Like, it has been a team of people who have given their gifts and talents to come alongside these women, not just financial resources, but people give their gifts and talents to make a difference. And that's what I love. Oh, yeah. Lee, on a recent blog post on your website entitled Make Mental Health Your Partner in Performance. What are some of the hurdles that survivors that you serve have the most difficult time with when it comes to their mental health? Yeah, so I think one is transitioning into new things. Change is can be very, very difficult. You're coming out of such unstable environment, but at the same time, while it's unstable looking to me and you, it's actually stable to them in the sense of they're used to living in that lifestyle it's a routine right even though it's not great and they would say like i don't like this there's an aspect that they're familiar with it so what happens is when you bring somebody into the workplace for the first time or maybe it's been five years ten years since they've been under authority like real positive authority whereas they're thinking the negative authority from we're seeing the mental health aspect of triggers in the workplace. And so how do you teach someone to take constructive criticism who's been oppressed by authority figures in their mind? And so it goes into a downward spiral of, you know, if they're triggered in the workplace and they turn around and cuss their boss out, it's not going to work. Or even shut down and go into a depression where they weren't as fast on learning the skill set. And so they compare themselves to another candle maker and then they just want to quit and give up. Wow. And they go into this deep, dark cycle. Yeah. Um, their mental health is just really severely taxed. And so being able to work with them to help strengthen some of their skill sets on how to work through those trauma triggers or even... Even some of the ladies have bipolar or they have severe anxiety or PTSD. All those things come into play. Yeah. But how do you manage a job with, you know, and, real... And you, you help provide steps or help them process through these emotions. Right. In a safe way in the sense of, you know, I've been cussed out plenty of times. But actually, like, I welcome that because it allows them to see hey, this isn't a healthy way to respond when I'm starting to feel this way. What is a healthy way? How can we put off and put on and actually 
experience it, not just talk about it. What about the line when a woman moves from being a victim of sex trafficking to becoming a survivor or realizing that she is in a survival state now, moving beyond the entrapment of sex trafficking? Right. It's easy to stay in a victim mode because of that familiarity and because they don't believe that they can do anything more. And having that hurt and that pain keep them in victim mode. But When they move into a place of I'm a survivor and I can do more and my past is my past and I'm going to take my past and I'm going to use that as fuel to make a difference, not in my own life, not just in my life, but in others. That's when I begin. That's I get excited because the ladies that I'm blessed to work with are talented. They are creative. They are so, so smart. And when I get to see them move from just living in a victim mentality to I'm a survivor and I I am <laughs> and I can, and I want to encourage others to be strong and you know. Hey, as we start to wrap up here because we don't have a lot more time, yeah. I want to mention uh, People Magazine uh, is doing a feature article on your group. Yes, I'm so excited. Honestly, at first I thought it was a scam because I <laughs> when I got the email I couldn't believe it. But God is so faithful, and that was what I was getting at earlier just how he has orchestrated all of this and people magazine reached out um, last week and they're going to be featuring us as um, one of the business of kindness in their upcoming article what does a typical work day look like in the assembling of candles yes so it starts off by coming together and getting a game plan and looking to see what sense do we need to make and how many do we need to make and then assigning people to their different stations or either doing a collective maybe we're making tubes that day and making hand making our packaging and then we're all working together or, or maybe one is at the wax station and weighing out the wax and pouring in the scents while the other is prepping the glasses. And <laughs> we've got our worship music on and just talking and wow. laughing. And wow. Well, the Renew All Candle Collection features all-natural soy wax, the highest quality fragrances, and a cotton wick, 13-and-a-half-ounce original soy candle collection with a 60-plus-hour burn time or a four-ounce artisan travel candles up to a 12-hour burn time. How can we purchase these items? We've got a couple different partners here in Memphis. Um, Let me name some of these now. We've got local shops just down the street from the station. Sweet Lala's Bakery at 6150 Poplar, Stock and Bell at 387 South Main Street, Pickering Boxwood at 601 South Mendenhall, the Oxford RX, and that is, I guess, in Oxford, Mississippi, mm-hmm. 821 North Lamar, and then, and then City Hall Cheesecake, 221 East Commerce, Front Porch Boutique at 9094 Goodman Road, and the Truffle Pig, 3670 South Houston Levy Road. There's others, don't have time to name them all, but they're on the website. Right, and that was, a, so our website is re- RenewAllCandle.com and people can purchase directly from our website or they can go to our store locator and find one of the stores that you just shared. That's the best way to come and find us. I love it. Lee Pittman Howard, God bless you, my dear sister. Thank you for what you're allowing Christ to do through your life and help resource these ladies becoming not victims of their circumstance, but moving beyond in Christ and a new life. What a great story. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Friends, go to the website, RenewAllCandle.com. RenewAllCandle.com. Get those candles. Perfect time around the holidays as we move in for Christmas gifts. Buy some candles, right? Amen. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Lee. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.